Ho, 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 joggers. Welcome to this very special Christmas edition of Just Another Why Guys podcast. I, of course, am your humble host, Dustin Jones. So happy to have you along for the ride one more time. Like I said, this is a very special holiday edition. I thought, what better way to spend the holidays than to invite some of my friends on the podcast, people you know and love, to tell some Christmas stories, stories about Christmas has passed, you know, maybe a few, uh, you know, a year where they got like their favorite present ever or to tell a story about Christmas or, you know, all kinds of different stuff. It's going to be a fun show, not getting into any weird politics or any of that sort of nonsense, just a fun holiday best of kind of show. We have several guests on this episode, uh, episode, as I mentioned, all people that you're familiar with. All people that have been on episodes of Just Another White Guys podcast since we brought the podcast back this summer. I think this is an episode that you're all going to enjoy. I hope that while you are perhaps waiting for your meal to be ready, you could sit down and listen to this fun-filled podcast. So without further ado, let's get the festivities rolling. Merry Christmas to you all. Let's go jogging. I've been bestowed many gifts in my life around the holiday season and I one of the one of the greatest gifts that we could ever have in our lives is friendship. And I've been gifted a beautiful friendship, a beautiful new friendship this year. And that is the friendship with the man sitting across from me. The man himself, Ken, my friend, you beautiful human being, you. Man, thank you, Dustin. Here, You're going to make me blush. Here, here for the Christmas episode, joining us to tell a Christmas tale. Something beautiful that's happened to you on a Christmas or a heartwarming story or some favorite things that happened on a holiday. What do you got for me? Tell tell me some Christmas love story. All right, so I believe this was back in 1989, maybe 90. Okay. Um, and this was um, whenever um, what was the movie with? Oh goodness, the the kid that played on uh, Wonder Years, and uh, he was basically he he had a kid that was with him that was autistic. The wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Dude, was, I got was, the wizard on my computer. Like it came out on Blu-ray earlier this year. That's what's up. It was it was that same year because Do I need to drop that on the thumb drive I'm sending you. Very home very, with? very possibly, very possibly. Um, but um, it was that same year that the wizard dropped. Yep. And the power glove was hot shit. Yeah. And so that year. All of our presents had been put out early, and I started going through, you know, the boxes, like, shaking them, trying to figure right. out what was in there. So one of them, I figured it out that it was actually the power glove, and I put a small hole in it and and took the glove out and then went to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I went all in with it, man. So, so I can confirm because I do have the file on my computer. Nineteen eighty nine. Absolutely, yeah, de- definitely. I that. saw that movie in the theater. Did you see it in the oh, theater? Oh, of course. Yes, several times. Right. So good. Um, it's actually it's a terrible movie, but it's right, so good. right. But it, you know, so terrible. It's good when you're a little kid in nineteen eighty nine. It was a great that, thing. That, that was a spectacular <laughs> freaking film. <laughs> but um, at either rate, um, so I put the I put the glove back and I put it in. Um, you know, back into the box and everything. And I forget how it came back, but my mom found out that I had opened it. Um, I think she said that she had been vacuuming and there was a cord sticking out. Oh, from the box. Uh Oh, you know? And so, you know, luckily that whole year, I still got the glove. I didn't get beat that badly. (laughs) Right. for, For the situation. But, it was one of those things that, that was probably the last time that I had opened up a gift prematurely. Yeah. You know, um, so it, when you do that, well, I mean, it would have been, it, it honestly really would have been a great surprise. Cause yeah. I was, I was ecstatic then. You yeah. Know? 
Um, and uh, it, it goes with what I was saying. Anybody who's ever had a power glove, you know, already knows that those things were hard as hell to play on. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I only had like what a night to practice with it. Yeah. And, and do anything with it at all. But yeah, um, you know, let that be a lesson for all y'all out there. You get a present from somebody. Uh, let it be a surprise, you know, even if it's a, if it's a bad surprise, just go with the surprise. The surprise is way more valuable than your edification of knowledge, you know? Absolutely. I, you know, what's interesting is that I've always, I've tried to guess my gifts before, but I've never once tried to open a gift before. Like I, I never tried, like I would like maybe rattle it a little bit. I tried to guess what it was, but I never tried to open one before. Yes, that, that was me. Ken, yeah. you're, you're lucky you're still here. I am. Well, I, I really beat, am. Beat that ass. <laughs> How dare you? There's, what What would have been more uh, poetic would be if uh, you'd gotten your whooping with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll remember this one. You'll never forget this Christmas. Man, you, you ain't even lying, though. <laughs> that would have been that would have been something else. All right, man. Well, I thank you for <laughs> taking some time to be here on the special Christmas episode of Just Another White Guys podcast. We got more Christmas stories, more great stuff coming up for you, more guests as we roll along here on Just Another White Guys podcast, the Christmas edition. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, no one. More about gel coat. And what Christmas episode would would be complete without a story from my friend and yours, the legend himself, Dana Wessel. Dana, welcome to the Christmas episode. Thank you for making some time to share some holiday cheer with all of, of the rest of the joggers. I know they're excited yeah. to have you here. So am I. So let's get right into it. It's the holiday season. Everyone mm-hmm. has fun stories or heartwarming stories or you know any different kind of holiday story give me a dana wessel holiday story uh if i had uh to tell you my favorite christmas ever dustin it would be the christmas of 96 christmas morning 1996 if you're a nintendo fan like me you know that was the year that the nintendo 64 came out and I had asked for it, obviously, you know, all season long. And I knew it was hard to get, you know, Santa, he, he worked his ass off, but it was hard to find one of those things. Even when in Target, I would look for them and they'd always be gone. They were sold out because that's just kind of the way it was back in Nintendo, back in the day. But so Christmas morning, I go downstairs to the tree, you know, obviously, and there's a section for me and a section for my sister. Like there's so it's white wrapping paper and red. And I kind of do my like surveillance immediately. I'm like, all right, well, none on my side look like they're shaped like a Nintendo 64. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah, it's, all right. Well, I'm not going to get it. It's fine. I understand. And I open a couple presents into it. I opened one and it's Mario 64, the Nintendo game, the Nintendo 64 game. And I think I'm like, well, well, do they not realize that like, I, I need a system to play this on, you know? And my mom and dad are like, okay, you know, we did our best. We tried to find Nintendo 64. We couldn't. So this is kind of like your IOU, you know, like as soon as we find one in the stores, we'll get it for you. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, hey, great, great, great. And then, you know, we kind of go on opening presents and then there's one on my sister's side and she grabs it and my dad's like, oh, wait, actually, I think, I think I made a mistake. I think that's Dana's. And then they pass it over to me and it was a Nintendo 64. Wow, yes. Just the, the greatest, like, just hoodwink ever. Like, I was completely convinced, like, I didn't get one and then they just hand that over to me and... There's a picture on Twitter if you look it up. Like I, I hoisted that thing like it was a Stanley fucking Cup. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. You know when your parents, when your parents, not only do they take the time to find the present that you really want, but then they find a way to work you and make yeah, you exactly, believe yeah. that you didn't get it. That's yeah, yeah, 
Exactly. So I was just been there like, oh, all right, well, I got Mario 64. I can take it out and look at the cartridge, but I can't play it. And then, <laughs> and then sure enough, a little bit later, yeah, I got the 64 and I just hoisted over my over my head like a, like a title belt, you know. <laughs> I got an N64 a little late in the game. I, 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 lo- I enjoy video games. I don't ever really mm-hmm. play them, though. Um, yeah. And I had, I had a Nintendo, like, right when it came out. I still remember I got it for my birthday in like 88. Super mm-hmm. fun. I did have the N64 uh, at one point, but it was a little bit later in the game. Um, I think, uh, what was it? Was it Christmas 96? Was not Christmas 96, <laughs> no. <laughs> but we all get to have these magical moments. Not uh, a lot of us. I mean, some, some people, of course, aren't fortunate to have these great holiday memories from when you're a kid and and that's a, a touching moment do you have any uh do you have any f- uh stories about uh, the christmases that you and your wife have spent together the last couple of years do you have a fun uh we went uh i know you guys went for a tree uh recently that looked like it was fun yeah we did that i think my favorite one though with me and my wife heather was uh, two years ago, so it was right after we got married. So we got married in September, and then it was our first Christmas as a married couple. And my uh, present to her was I got her initials tattooed on my ring finger. So that was kind of like a cool like surprise to show her, you know. Look at you go. Just... <laughs> I tried, Dustin. The, I tried. <laughs> the sweetest of all. It's a magical season. Mm-hmm. Dana, thank you so much for being on. For the holiday special, do you have any th- any words of wisdom for the holiday season that you want to impart on the Jogpod audience, or anything that you would like to say to them? I just want to say to uh, the Jogpod audience, just uh, everybody keep living your best life, and I love you. We'll have our next guest coming up here in a little bit, so don't go anywhere. When the fourth round, don't you call in the. More importantly, he knew what he was talking about. If you would have told me when I started Just Another White Guys podcast that I would have had the opportunity to have a former United States president on this show, I would have called you a liar. If you would have told me that in season three of this podcast, we would have had the opportunity to have a former president on this podcast two different times, that would have just blown my mind. But in this beautiful holiday season, I, of course, have been given yet another beautiful gift, and that's the gift of friendship with the 42nd president of these great United States. He, of course, graced us uh, with his uh, stories about uh, former President uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. When he passed away, he was in town uh, for the uh, memorial, and thankfully for us, he was able to give us a little bit more time to talk about Christmas. And of course... You know, there is there is a war on Christmas, and who better to talk about a war than a great president like this one? And I'm happy to welcome once again Bill Clinton to Just on the White Guys podcast. Well, well thank you, Dustin. It's, it's great to be here. I, I am the 42nd president of the United States, and uh, isn't it ironic that I'm right between two bushes? Nah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, so, it's great. I only wish was, I was the 69th president, but anyway, let's go ahead. Well, maybe... Uh, if you uh, finally have some of those kids pop out that uh, we all know that that have been uh, under non-disclosure agreements that uh, well I'm sorry we're not supposed to talk about uh, that it's NDA I just, uh, NDA. I just had a Secret Service agent look at me like tapped on his uh, we'll cut that out it's yeah not, we'll it's edit it we'll edit it for future this, consideration yeah. thankfully this isn't live to tape I forgot to, forgot what I was talking about Mr. President of course it's the holiday season it's one of a a time of giving the time of loving. Oh, yeah. And I know that you're one of the most giving and loving presidents that we've ever had. What, uh, what are your thoughts about Christmas, and what, what are the most important things to you in this, this joyous time? Well, I, I like uh, the stuff under the tree. Uh, I like it under the tree, actually. Well, I like it anywhere. It's wherever I can jingle my bell. You know, if you jingle my bells, white stuff will come. You'll have a white Christmas. Do you, do you guarantee a white Christmas if I jingle your bells? Uh, are you offering? <laughs> well, it has it has been a long day, so I'm not opposed to uh, doing things that I might not we, normally do. We should start our karaoke. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas 
all over your beautiful ass. Whoa. No, sorry. Whoa. Oh, it's a family show. So sorry. Sorry. Family show. I know most. I, your it, butt talks. It's, it's, it, it's my fault. I didn't properly prepare you for uh, your appearance this time. I know in the past that all these car box prepared me pretty well. <laughs> I'm pretty good. We, you know, that's that's how I like to get you ready for uh, for an appearance. What uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory that you would like to share with the people? Well, I have a lot of Christmas memories, but I have a story for you, Dustin. Uh, okay, uh, it's a cl- Christmas classic. I think we all enjoy it. It was a night before Christmas, and all through the house, everyone felt shitty, even that mouse. Monica at the whorehouse, I'm smoking grass, but I did not inhale. I just settled down for a nice piece of ass, when all of a sudden, I heard such a clatter, sprang from my place to see what was the matter. When out on the lawn, I saw a big dick. I knew in a moment it had to be St. Nick. He came down the chimney like a bat out of hell. I knew in a moment that fucker had failed. He filled all our stockings. I like to fill a few stockings. He filled all our stockings with pretzel and beer and a big rubber dick for Hillary. Oh, dear. He rose up the chimney with a thunderous fart. That son of a bitch tore my chimney apart. He swore and he cursed as he flew out of sight. Piss on you all. Have a hell of a night. <laughs> that's Beautiful. A, that is that's a, my favorite. It, it's a Christmas classic. And I, it is. I'm so happy that you're able to come in and, and read that story for everyone. So they can just... Um, nothing gets you in the Christmas spirit like a true Christmas classic. Uh, that's that's true. Or, you know, a little furry outfit with a hat. Well, anyway, that was last night. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we've had, uh, we've had some fun times uh, when you've come to town. A lot of furry outfits. A lot of... Uh, well, again, non-disclosure agreements, but leather, we, uh, lots of leather, lots of leather, a leather, leather. Whoa, is, whoa hello, hello. What, uh, what would you like to say to the American people? As obviously, it's it's a trying time for our government, and uh, the American people have never been more divided, it seems, than they are now. Um, do you have any at this at this most treasured time? Do you have anything that you would like to say to the American people? Well, I'd just like to say I haven't worked in a while. And I know, Dustin, keeping up with you and how we talk, I, I know there's a few jobs I could have. Let's see, there's chief of staff, there's secretary of the interior, there's, well, hell, I could be secretary of anything at this point, couldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it is 2018, sir. I've, I believe you can do any job that you I, put your mind to. Uh, I know a few jobs I want done to me. <laughs> they all start with B. Have you gotten a, your most all kind of low? You know this. This reminds me. What did you think about when President Obama rolled back the restrictions on Cuba, and you were able to finally get really good Cuban cigars? I wish I'd done it before that. I could have had better cigar time in the White House. You know what I'm saying? Little roll, little dip, little puff, puff, puff. So good. What uh, What's on the What's on a former president's Christmas list? Yeah, we all know that. We all know that. Whatever people may say, you're on the nice list. What? You like to be naughty, but you're nice. What's What's on my list? Let's see. There's a uh, that girl from Game of Thrones. There's a uh, uh, who else do I like? Well, all of them. Uh, my kid. <laughs> there's a uh, There's Pamela, Martha, mm. Ingrid, Stewart. Oh no. No, no. Remember Martha? Oh, no, Martha. You know, remember right. she was like, I was like, who names a twenty-four? Who, I'll tell you a little secret. Twenty-four-year-old girl named Martha. Like, why would her parents do that? I'll to tell her? you a little secret about Martha. She doesn't shave. That's a whole vineyard down there. Instead, <laughs> I did right there. It's a little Martha it's vineyard a, joke. It's a little Martha's vineyard joke. Thank you. You don't get enough Martha's vineyard no, jokes out there. Not in Connecticut, you don't. <laughs> well, sir, let's uh, let's let's end this. We all, of course, we have things that we need to be doing. We have uh. You know, we we have holiday cheer to spread around uh, Houston. I've got assistance for that. That's good. Well, sir, I wanted to thank you for your time once again. I'd like to wish you, the entire Clinton family, especially Hillary. Hopefully, she doesn't run for president again. Uh, you never know. I hope not. I can't afford the pantsuits. You know what I'm saying? It's, That's, it's, that pantsuit budget's got to be. And real. again, no job. No job. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. It's got to be tough for you, sir. It's tough. Four thousand dollar uh, pantsuits, and I'm on welfare. What's going on? Oh wait, I just got cut. Never mind. <laughs> let's 
Is your snap card going to be okay no. in 2019, sir? Our dinner sucks tonight. <laughs> Ramen noodles. All right, sir. Let's uh let's get out of here. We're going to the the Christmas show is going to roll on. We have more guests coming up, but uh former president Bill Clinton and I have some activities to attend to. So uh don't go anywhere. We got more coming up on the holiday special. All for a price that will make you Now, you know the Christmas special here at Just Another White Guys podcast could never be complete without the Jogpod Hall of Famer himself, the host of the Stark Contrast, Rod Stark, making an appearance to spread a little holiday cheer. He's been out in the vast expanses of one particular section of Grand Rapids, Michigan, delivering packages to the blessed amongst his flock who have been spending money willy-nilly on Amazon packages and those sorts of things and making those deliveries. But he's taking some time away, resting up before he runs out to make last-minute deliveries for all those fine folks to spend some time to talk about his holidays with me. Rod, so happy to have you for this special holiday episode. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm fueling up on a little uh, booze. I decided to go with the uh, vodka tonight, so beautiful. I'm feeling pretty good about now. There's really never a bad time for vodka. I feel it's possible. It's possible that as this recording session has gone on, I've I've had a nip or two, you know. But I'm also yeah, I'm also I'm also preparing for my my travels by uh, mixing it with orange juice, so I'm getting my vitamins as well. There you go. So it's healthy. Exactly. It's basically it's basically like health food. It's made it's potatoes it's potatoes and orange juice. I'm I'm fully healthy. Hey, it's balanced diet. <laughs> so obviously you have been on previously and talked about your deliveries of FedEx and all that stuff in the Christmas holidays. But we'll put that aside. And do you have a uh a heartwarming or interesting Christmas story or you know, like a Christmas where you got like the best gift ever or something like that. What's what's a holiday story that uh, you can lay on us for the wonderful Jogpod audience? Well, growing up, I was one of those kids that would always get up ungodly early. Yes. Uh, I typically, I feel like I, not every year, but most years, I could hear my parents, well, Santa, uh, putting the presents out there. Kayfabe. Like, Kayfabe. Yeah. Santa was putting presents out there. As soon as I heard it quiet at all, I would start to stir. I would make sure it was, you know, the coast was clear, and then I'd sneak out the first, you know, half hour or so. I would just be checking out everything and kind of scoping out what was mine. And then, uh, so this this is like 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) At about 3.30, I would wake up my two brothers and uh, try to get them up. Then, uh, you know, get them up, get them excited. Then we would, uh, you know, get that all their presents scoped out. And then shortly after that, we'd start going through the stockings because we knew we could search through our stockings before my parents would wake up. We'd go through all that. Then we'd try to wake up my parents. They would send us, you know, say, oh, you got to go back to sleep because at this point it would only be like 5 a.m. <laughs> They'd send us back. And we'd go back about half hour later. Say okay, you can open up your stocking shit, which had already been open for like two hours at that point. Right, and then uh, finally, finally, usually about six six thirty, my dad would give in and say, "Okay, go make me some coffee, and we'll get up." They'd get up, and then we'd start opening presents. So I was always the early early riser. First thing I wanted to open those presents. Uh, so most of my memories revolve around that getting up first getting up super early. I also loved, uh, especially in my teenage years, VH1 always had like retro stuff on. They'd have like the, I love the eighties. I love the nineties marathon. Right. So we would, they would let us watch that while we opened up presents. And th- those were one of my favorite shows. So I remember always watching like, the, even as a kid, the nostalgia of previous times as a younger kid on TV while you're opening more shit that you don't need. And that you think's awesome. Uh, my favorite gift experience, though, was uh, I know you spoke 
on, uh, I think it was last week's episode about uh, retro video games. And yep. you said you weren't really big on the Nintendo 64 you got out of it by then. Well, I, I lo- that was probably my favorite system. I loved Nintendo, regular Nintendo, but the 64 was like wh- high time when I was in high school. It was a big thing. Well, uh, WCW versus the world was like the big game of the year at yep. least in my school. That was during the Attitude Era and stuff. So we asked for that for Christmas. Well, I had already figured out where my parents hid the presents and stuff <laughs> and found where the presents were. And the Nintendo 64 boxes were pretty obvious, the shape of them. Right. So I slowly unwrapped the end of it, opened it up. It was the Nintendo 64 uh, WCW versus the World cartridges that I wanted. So I decided this was like, beginning of december maybe even the end of november so we were, instead of waiting for a month i thought you know what i'm gonna take it out of the box put in one of my old games wrap it up like wrap the end back up tape it seal it tape and then we ended up playing the video game for like the, the whole month of december and then when uh christmas gets there you open it up and you act surprised because they're not going to check what game is inside the box. Right. So we uh, we played our Christmas present for a whole month. Uh, and my mom never found out until Liam was like 10 or 11. And she was like, oh, talking about how he might try to get away with some stuff. And I'm like, you have no idea how to, you know, how to keep <laughs> kids from knowing what their presents are. So I, I told her what happened and uh, we went from there, but that's one of my favorite memories is getting one over on my parents for Christmas. Jesus. Wow. Okay. See, it's so funny. <laughs> like I never, I never did anything like that. Like I, I think that I just believed that if I'd screwed around that my parents would actually take my gifts back. So like, and also I was the oldest. And so like, I just didn't really get into like that sort of mischief. You know, I was such a, I was such a good kid. You know, I'm not, I'm not into uh, shenanigans like that. Yeah, I was always a, I was always trying to get something over, um, not completely Christmas related, but the like the same time frame. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I got a Pog maker. Do you remember Pogs? I do remember Pogs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they came out with these machines where they they were the same thing as a Pog except the one side was like just you peeled it off and it was a sticker and then it had like a press and twist thing where you could put you know pictures off of comic books or magazines stuff on it well i bought one with my chris or with my uh, birthday money and i i'm a november birthday so i get get the pog maker you know start making pogs and we're coming up on christmas break my cousin's over and i come up with the idea i'm like hey you know what, we should sell pogs and make money. And then I said, you know what, all the kids at school would definitely buy is if we took my dad's Playboy magazine yeah. and make it on these pogs. So I start making all these pogs that have naked women on them. And I had like two sleeves of pogs, so like 20 to 30 different tit shots, crotch shots, of all this demolished my dad's playboy collection <clears throat> well actually he i feel like he was more of a hustler guy he was more of the spread lips situation <laughs> but uh, anyway thank you thank you for fun. keeping it thank you for keeping it clean on the holiday episode <laughs> jesus lord nothing <laughs> nothing says merry christmas like a hustler magazine anyway we make we make all these pogs me and my cousin no it's not the hustler that. magazine that's the part you were like i feel like he was more of a spread lips guy <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways i make all these pogs and i'm i'm coming up with a business plan you know we'll sell the tit shots you know gotta be you know a couple bucks feel like you could get more for a crotch shot that's the money shot correct so uh you know, I, I got a handful of the money shots. I got some some nice tit shots, and I, then I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you you could really get in trouble for these at school. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to enlist my brothers. They'll sell them. <laughs> I'll cut them in a fifty fifty profit, 
and will split the money, they're younger, so they'll get in less trouble. I feel like this is a great business plan. Seems wonderful. Seems seems like a great idea. It was all airtight. Had it all worked out until uh, my brother Brandon, who is four years younger than me, so I think he was like maybe nine, eight or nine at the time. <laughs> he uh, decides to turn coat and uh, you know go narc narc to my mom on it. So. In a panic, we're throwing naked pogs out of my window <laughs> of my bedroom as my mom's yelling for us. Because I knew what was up, and uh, you know, so we we go out there, and she's like, "What are you guys? What are you guys doing in there?" Like, I we're just uh, you know hanging out, watching TV and playing video games. Well, uh, your brother told me you've got some naked pogs in there. I I don't know what he's talking about. Go get them. So we, we go, and I, I bring back four. I've got, like, 30 of them, but I bring back four. I'm like, here they are. This is all of them. Oh, no, Mom. Oh, no, Mom. Don't believe him. He's got at least 15 vaginas in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my brother didn't even know how to say vagina, but he knew how to knock me out. So that was another, uh, you know, Christmas break memory and uh, another uh, example of Raj shenanigans. I I I feel like that should be where we end cuz obviously we can't top <laughs> that story but you're one of the few jog pod regulars on my show that uh actually that's not true you but uh okay let me let me I'm going to edit this out but I but I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't ask if you have a strong memory about providing a christmas memory for liam you talk about liam a lot obviously your son liam is a super important part of your life and you're a guy that likes to you know you like you like to make a splashy splashy entrance with a gift every now and then so do you have like a this was the best christmas i ever managed to get this thing for liam or when he you know that sort of idea yeah definitely i i mean well the bottom line is he gets way too spoiled. This year I'm actually cutting back. I didn't get him too much, but uh, in general, I uh, I try to go over the top. I, I'm one of those people that I love to see the magic look on the kid's face when Christmas gets there. Like they can't believe how crazy Christmas was. But I'd say the favorite thing that I ever got him is uh, it's probably like five years back or so. I uh, got him tickets for. Elimination Chamber, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. Like, we did the road to WrestleMania together. <clears throat> and uh, I just seeing his face when he opened that, and he got to, like, he opened the first part, and then he opened the second part, and the third part, and just seeing his face as he realized that he got to do, because I had done it a couple years before that. Right. And knew about it, but he didn't get to go. He wasn't quite old enough. So that was his first foray into getting to go to uh, go on road trips with me. So I'd say that was probably my favorite one, just knowing that that lined up a few really awesome road trips. Well, that is, I think, a little bit more holiday-ishness to end <laughs> this little segment than uh, nudity on the pogs. Um, but uh, do you have any holiday wisdom or parting words that you'd like to share with our beautiful audience before before we end this trip down the holiday season trail yeah i'd say um you know it, it's not about those gifts or anything it's about you know getting to spend time with the people you care about and the people you love take time to sit back and reflect on you know just all the blessings and great things you have in your life it's easy to get worked up with just the everyday grind but you know take time to reflect and enjoy life man well sir i wish you and your family a very merry christmas and i know that we'll be talking to you soon in fact i know that i'll be talking to you on the next episode of just another white guys podcast because you're gonna partake in a little thing that we're calling the year in review so we look forward to doing that but merry christmas all the best to you guys stay tuned everyone here 
we're going to have more as the holiday special of Just Another White Guys podcast rolls on. When the fourth round... Don't you call in the... More importantly, he knew what he was talking about. The holiday special here at Just Another White Guys podcast rolls along. How could we have a holiday special without one of the most special members of the Jog Pod family? And that, of course, is the man himself, Marty Bennett. Marty, hey. what's up, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Glad I could join in. So uh, am I. I'm, I'm really excited that you could be here. Of course, uh, the holiday season is about uh, family and time together with your friends and special people in your life. And of course, since uh, I moved to Houston, our uh, budding Twitter friendship has become a real-life friendship, and we uh, we spend more time talking to each other sometimes than we talk to our significant others. And uh, I know that I have a nickname around your house is Marty's Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just wanted to definitely have you swing by. And uh, do you have a Christmas story to tell the people or to talk well, about your favorite Christmas holiday stories, anything fun? Well, I, I tell you, like, and, and just kind of we've talked about it in the past, there's, there's two kind of things that I always talk about at Christmas. First... Um, my best Christmas memory ever as a kid, I would say I was probably like maybe 11 or 12 years old. And at the time my, my dad was in the oil business and and worked at a company and it obviously crashed and all that stuff. And so there were five of us living in a two bedroom house and we woke up the next morning and our living was about the size of this room. Not, not very big. And there was literally floor to ceiling Christmas gifts. I mean, just everywhere. And I've always like remember coming out of my room and seeing that. But then as I became an adult and down way down the road, I heard the story of what really happened that Christmas was that my parents couldn't afford gifts and we had got adopted by a church. And that's what the church did for us. Wow. Like it was insanity how much stuff we had. Um, and not all of it was like expensive stuff. Right. But I mean, we opened gifts, but I mean, literally floor to ceiling in our entire living room was, I mean, it was packed full of stuff. It was amazing. Wow. So I've always tried to, when I could in life, give back. Um, we went Friday, last Friday, to um, down to George R. Brown, and we were wrapping gifts for, for needy kids. Um, they had something like 10,000 gifts they gave away. Wow. Um, and so they have kids from area schools come to the George R. Brown and give it away. Um, and different things like that. So we've, uh, you know, I've always tried to do what I can when I could. So, but like I said, I didn't realize that till I was, you know, well into adulthood that it, that's how it turned out. So it kind of changed my perspective on a lot of that stuff. So, so that was kind of, kind of my best Christmas memory. And as far as that kind of stuff goes, but, um, you know, you and I were talking the other day and I never really kind of put it together, but the radio station or towns, the sports radio station was doing a drive for one of the homeless shelters downtown. Right. And I put it all together that this is actually the 25th anniversary of me living in that homeless shelter that Christmas. So wow. we talked about it on one of the old cocktail hours. So it's been 25 years this Christmas that I was there. So you think about that in 25 years, it's been one hell of a roller coaster. And ride. you just think of like how far, like all of the stuff that you've been through in that 25 years and where you are now to just, and I know that we had talked, I don't think that we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe we did that. Um, there was a there was a gentleman there that you had met. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. Time. So, uh, yeah, uh, Charles, uh, which is funny because I have a friend now whose name's Charles Murphy, but his name was Charles Murphy, uh, but he spelled his last name different. But anyway, um, but he kind of took me under his wing. He was about my dad's age, and he told me he had served in Vietnam and all that stuff. And um, so he kind of took me in and protected me from a lot of the stuff that I may have you know really been exposed to there. And one of the first couple of days I was there, he asked me what my plan was. And I, you know, like anybody that's, in the, you know, I don't have a plan. I'm 18. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. And, and didn't know. And he said, well, what did you want to do? And I said, well, I talked to, you know, the recruiter about going to the Navy. Well, that's your plan. And he made me go work out every day till I could get underweight to get in the military. So just crazy, crazy 25 years. And I'm, I've gone a long way since then, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Around the world twice. You, uh, of course you did end up going into the Navy and you were serving, I would imagine you served while you over Christmas, right? Oh yeah. We had one Christmas, the second deployment, we were away at Christmas. Um, in fact, we got delayed because we were shooting missiles in Afghanistan and Iraq and we got delayed coming home to take care of that. 
So when they told us we could leave, well, they told us we could leave because we were out of missiles, basically. Um, we went back through the canal, and on Christmas Day, we actually stopped in Italy, and we all got to go to the Vatican for Christmas at the wow. Vatican. Yeah. And I'm not Catholic, but it's still like one of those things that you, you will never, ever forget as long as you live. Like just Pope John Paul and the whole, like, it's really intense. So, wow. yeah. So... How, so this isn't really a Christmas story, but how long were you in the Navy? Four years. Four years? Four years, yeah. 95 to 99. So that would have been Christmas of 98, I guess, because I got out in 99. So Christmas of 98, we were over there. and um, We were shooting missiles at Iraq in 98? Iraq and Afghanistan, yep. For what? Just um, because we You're going to get me lying on what it's uh, – I think it's called Operation – Desert Shield, maybe instead of Desert Storm, I think it was called Desert Shield. We were still doing that shit, yeah. Like all that, all those years later. All those years later, it wasn't on CNN, so we, no one told us. Oh no, it was it was all over the news because um, I remember, in fact, we had shot missiles for about two or three hours, and then of course the way that the White House does things, they they wait till prime time to make speeches and announcements, so people are home, and we heard him talking live about us and in the group that was out there shooting that they had started another. Uh, another shoot, so it was pretty intense. Huh. So, well, sir, you uh, you also, of course, have kids now, mm-hmm. and you had struggles when you were younger. You had, you know, you guys were uh, when you were a kid. Your family was the part of the oil bust here in Texas, and yep. then you had some struggle times. And then, of course, you were homeless uh, when you were younger, and then now you, then you had Christmas with kids, yep. and what? When do you uh, do you tend to go over the top every at year, Christmas? Every year, every single year, I do something crazy. And even even when I got in the Navy, I was doing that for my brother and sister. Right. So I remember. Now I'm going to date myself now. Not that I haven't already in this in podcast, but um, when Nintendo 64s came out that Christmas, I bought a Nintendo 64. I bought all four controllers and every game they made for my brother and my sister wow. for that Christmas. So I spent probably like six or seven hundred dollars that year, which nowadays isn't all that much but like for then it was oh for sure um back when you know i was paying 80 cents a gallon for gas (laughs) you know it's funny because you know in in the previous segment which you won't have heard but i know what's in the previous segment also uh nintendo 64 comes up and it's possible that nintendo 64 comes up in a pot in a uh in a uh conversation i have a little bit later in this podcast so you can tell that all of my friends (laughs) all of my friends are pretty much the same age because they all have n64 stories four stories yep I uh, I have like when I was little, one of the first game consoles I ever got was a Commodore sixty four. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, and so I played. And here's the you f- plugged it into the TV. Plugged it into the TV, and one of the, my favorite games is so funny. Like to hear that, just say it. It's still, but it was a game called Hunt the Wumpus. Hunt the which, Wumpus, which sounds like we do at the strip club. Isn't or that something, what we did? On, isn't that what we just did this last Monday? <laughs> kind of something like that. But yeah, it was Beautiful. called Hunt, and you chase like this octopus around. Like you tried to kill this octopus that was in the game. It was weird. It's very weird. Nerds made weird games back then. Yeah, like they don't know. I know, right? Oh yeah, but yeah. So Nintendo sixty four for them, and and then um, have you done? Have you done? Uh, have you done anything crazy for this Christmas? You maybe don't want to give spoilers on, but have, have you done anything out of the? Well, one of well, I've done a couple of things already. I know I'm going to get in trouble for later, but that's okay. But um, <laughs> um, one of the good things about the way Christmas kind of works out for us is that because she's a nurse and she takes off at Thanksgiving, she has to work at Christmas, right? And then we kind of get kid-free for a week and a half, two weeks, because her kids go down to where they're from, and my girls are with their mom, so we're kind of kid-free. But what it also enables us to do is not have to try to buy everything by the 25th, because we won't have Christmas till after. Right. So we kind of buy some stuff before, and then we kind of go after and hit some after-Christmas sales and stuff. But we also don't have to deal with all that craziness. Yeah, for sure. We bought some stuff back in November, um, and a couple other things here and there. Um, but we haven't really completed it and we know that, but we've also talked about doing it after the Christmas craziness. So awesome. We, we don't, we don't want to have our relaxation time with no kids also met with all the craziness at the mall. So yeah, for sure. Um, we've, I think we went to the mall once and I know we didn't go to the mall. We went to a strip mall cause uh, we needed sheets. You want to hear a funny story real quick? Yes. I like so I have, stories. I have like two and a half year, three old sheets, maybe something like that. Right. And I had a, like, they get washed and worn down. So apparently it was on my side of the bed this time. And the last time I saw it was on her, well, it was on my side. So in my sleep, somehow I can remember doing this. I put my toe in the hole and then ripped it. And then it was big enough for my foot. So I put my foot in the hole and ripped it. And when I wake up, I had a three foot rip in my sheets. <laughs> 
So needless to say, uh, I had, for, to, for I had once, to go buy new sheets. And for once, it wasn't from something kinky. Well, usually uh, when your sheets yeah. rip, it's other weird stuff that you've been doing. Well, that, only after you're on it. So hey, <laughs> once again, family show. Mm. I can't believe I can't believe I had to admonish the president. I have to admonish you. Oh, Always the president was here. Did I miss dude. him again? Oh yeah, you're. Uh, every time, every time I come over, like know, I miss him somehow. He it's, he wants to be here when Quietly. things are a little bit quieter. Mm. He's you know. Usually there's like a big motorcade sort of thing. He just you know quietly comes in with a secret service agent and a you know suburban. Oh, they don't have all the sirens and stuff. No, no. Doesn't drop in them from a helicopter like me. No, uh, no, not, okay. this, not, not this, this time. time. Next time, next time, I think he's just gonna like maybe parachute in. Like he's gonna be a, like parachute, a par- like a paratrooper. Oh, oh. yeah. You know, from all, with all of his vast military experience, hmm. obviously he would. You know. I never thought about the president not being strapped to something. Hey. hey, all right, sir. Do you have uh, anything that you would like to? Uh, any words of wisdom or any Christmas thoughts that you would like to impart to the beautiful Jogpod audience? Um, not just just go out and have fun. Like I know it's all stressful for everybody. I I will be honest. I'm not a big Christmas person because a I do stress because I spend more money than I should, and I just don't like all the pressure of it. But um. Just go out and relax. Find a way to whatever days you're off after you go see family or whatever. Just take a day and do nothing. Just chill out and enjoy it. And then go out on New Year's Eve and party your ass off and forget the last year because all you got to do is look forward to the future, not the past. For so. sure. All right, sir. Well, I greatly appreciate you taking some time to talk about uh, your Christmas stories. And I also appreciate you giving me the best Christmas of all, which is taking care of our uh, beautiful little man, Buster, oh, while course. we're out of town. We really appreciate it. So we have more coming up here on the Christmas edition of Just Another Why Guys podcast. Don't go anywhere. All for a price that will make you. It's time to finish the Christmas show. Only one way for us to go. <laughs> Because it's the holiday season. Holiday season. And that's what's up. And that's what's up. There's only one way to get... I don't know. No. How, how does it go? It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. And don't forget to suck my cock. <laughs> oh, hey. I didn't see the microphone was on there. Oh, oops. Hey, hey. It's... uh. It's the holiday season. <laughs> hopefully, we haven't. Uh, hopefully, we haven't just had a really like heartfelt Christmas story that's leading <laughs> into this. But, eh, who cares? <sighs> so, there's really only one person to end a holiday show with, and that's the most important gift I've been given for the last twelve Christmases. Oh, my beautiful wife. Thank you, my love. It's almost as awesome as the iPod that you got me that one year. That was, well, that was, that was a birthday. birthday. Yeah, you got me golf clubs one year. That was I awesome. started strong. I, you, my like my really, present game went downhill after that. You were that. really trying to put yourself over strong at the beginning there. And like once you got the hooks in, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. here's some socks, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the tenor of this show was much different in my previous guests. But <laughs> Christmas is... Christmas is a special time. We've had a lot of Christmases together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is this? Is this our 12th Christmas? So I don't think we spent the first Christmas together. N- well, no, because we were... We barely... Well... Because you broke up with me. No, that we were back together already. Were we? Yeah, by mid... We were back together like by like the second week of December. Oh, okay. But you didn't... You had to work. Yeah. So you didn't come home with me for Christmas. That's right. And but we've been together every Christmas since then. So that yeah. was what two thousand. So two thousand seven would have been our yeah. first Christmas together. So this is. So this will be our twelfth Christmas together, because even though it's eleven <laughs> by years, seriously, I'm gonna kill that dog. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> it's eleven years, but it's twelve Christmases, I believe. I don't know. Because we'll I'm be not, going into our 12th, Chris, our 12th year. At, I'm not good at math. <laughs> Neither am I, and I'm an accountant. <laughs> no, shouldn't it be 2006? 2006, we did not spend Christmas together So that 2007 year. was our first Christmas. Right. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I think that's the one where you made uh, lasagnas, and that's that was that Christmas. Oh, God. That was a crazy Christmas. Yep. Because we yes. weren't married yet. Nope. What... Uh, so I've asked this of of my previous guests, and what? Uh, tell me, tell me a either like a heartwarming or a 
super fun or like you're memorable like what's your what tell me about a christmas that uh that you fondly remember so i thought a lot about this was i don't not a lot of christmases specifically stand out like there's moments of christmases that stand out um one that stands out as being special was uh in the christmas of 97 i was in australia Okay. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been away from my family, which was hard to be away from them at, at Christmas. Um, but I also got to be in Australia, which right. didn't suck. Um, but I think like w- what I remember about that is we had just gotten there. We got in in like the 20th of December. And so um, we were still very new into the country and kind of figuring it out. And um, I just remember like our host family was so kind to us and like um, they gave us some really cute little things to kind of like they gave me my Aboriginal clapping sticks, which I think are still in the guest bedroom. And I got some saw like it wasn't anything that was like crazy, you know, extravagant, which would have been appropriate anyway. But it was just like some very nice, like welcome to our country, welcome to our home sort of things. And it was just really cool. I remember that being a really I remember even thinking as we were doing it, I'm like, wow, this is just really special. Like, it's cool. We got to go and sing at the church, at um, my host family's church. And because they were kind of the ones that were sponsoring us while we were there. And um, yeah, so it was just, it was, that was really special. Beyond that, though, I also have some really cool memories of like the Christmas of 2007 when we drove up to the iron range in the worst snowstorm ever. Um, it took us like almost twice as long to get from the twin cities to Gilbert. It was horrible, horrible. Um, but even more so, this is probably the one that I'm working towards. So like the Christmas that your mom came home with us was a really fun Christmas. I remember that whole time really, really as, as being just a great time together. Which also coincided with a horrendous drive. Correct. So, cause we left Oklahoma and then we picked up your mom in Kansas city and there was snow all over the place in Kansas city, but not bad enough that any flights were issues or anything. And the roads were fine. They'd had a snowstorm, but it had cleared through and the roads were fine. And, right. You know, we were doing our thing, but we knew in Iowa it was going to be bad. And so we got, I think it was, was it North? Was it Des Moines when it started being bad or a little bit before? We, it was right as you come down the hill. As you come into Des Moines, you drop down into the valley in West Des Moines. And it was just horrible. It was literally like a switch was flipped and it went from regular clear pavement to an ice skating rink. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been that terrified in a car my whole life yeah it was so scary the longest drive ever and we've done that drive a bunch of times you know through des moines but what happened is so it was the worst possible chain of events in terms of weather and the roads because it rained then it froze then it snowed on top of it so when the snow plows came through and shaved off the layer of snow Basically, they just created ice rinks. Right. And the interstate was... Like, I remember counting cars. And, like, at some point, we just stopped counting cars in the ditch. Because it was at least 30. Yeah. At least. And I love my car. And at that time, we were on Beast One. And... But a Dodge Charger is not the best vehicle ever to go driving (laughs) on icy roads and in the snow. So that she was, did good though. We made yeah. it. We didn't slide at all. You did a really good job of driving. But I just remember. I think that, it also helped that there was a bit of weight in the car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had plenty of downforce. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And so then we and we had Buster with us, and we stopped. I think we got into our hotel at like three or four o'clock in the morning because it took so long to get there, and uh, we stayed like just right on the Iowa minnesota border and slept for just a few hours and got in our got in the car and drove the rest of the way um and the rest and that next day's drive was fine it wasn't any big deal but that drive that night was so rough but once we got like i think what i love the most about that is that i love my parents i love your parents and i love that our moms finally got to spend some decent time together um and so like it was just it was so fun having your mom there with us and like she made pecan pie and like um 
like my mom and your mom and me went and did a bunch of stuff together. And like, it was like, if we had done what a more normal path where we met each other in the same town or close towns and our families knew each other or whatever, it was like, we got to have just a little taste of that where our families actually got to know each other and we got to hang out with them together. Well, you know, if you think back and you'd have to, you have to go back and listen to one of the really early podcasts where my mom was on, but when you and I started dating, my mom and I didn't speak to each other. Right. Like, we didn't start speaking to each other until after we got engaged. Um, so, wouldn't have been uh, a lot of holiday hanging out at the time. No, no. But so, that that Christmas, and just like, I remember that Christmas just being really fun, and there wasn't a lot of drama. I'm sure there was some drama in the family, but none of it stands out at this point anymore. Yeah. Like it just was, it was just fun. We had a good time together and we were making fun of my mom for saying, Oh, for cute and whatever. Like it was just, it was a really fun Christmas overall. Yeah. yeah that's, that's definitely is a fun Christmas to remember. Uh, so as this is being recorded, you have not yet experienced it, but when it goes up and is airing, you will have had the honor and privilege of experiencing your first Rand Cleave Christmas Eve. I'm so excited. <laughs> because if you if you thought my, my mom blew it out when she came to visit us a couple different times on holidays or came to your parents' house and did some stuff, she's been... My mom started preparing for us to come for Christmas last month <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> cooking things that she could cook ahead of time and just have and like all like she calls me every other day and she's like this is so this is done and this is done what else do we need blah blah blah, blah. And like putting a menu together and she's the cutest so they're gonna bang out christmas eve with all of the family everyone showing up and then it's just gonna be us on christmas day yeah it's gonna be we're gonna, we may need to uh, have some uh, castor oil and blow out our insides <laughs> to make room oh my God. for all of the food that mom is going to try to make us eat. I think it's castor. I think you said castor oil, castor oil, which is, I think, a, a car oil brand. Oh. Well, that would <laughs> castor probably, oil. That would probably, do, probably the do the same thing. thing. <laughs> It'll clean you out. So, yeah, Christmas is interesting. I don't want to get sad about Christmas. Because to that, that 2007 Christmas, it was while rough. it was super fun, also is maybe one of the biggest regrets of my life is yeah. that we didn't stay in the cities. And because it was Natalie's last Christmas and I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was going to your parents' house for Christmas because I didn't want to deal with the fact that it was everything that was going on with that. And yeah. I look back and I was like, that was really stupid of me. But, you know, at the same time, when we were up at your parents for that Christmas, that was it. Your family, especially right at that time, they did Christmas, like they did it up. Yeah. Like, because the boys were little and um, Joey and, um, and, Alex. and Alex were younger. And so it was an extravaganza yeah because i remember it's calmed down a little bit now because i remember that first year and walking into your parents house and seeing just a heaping pile of gifts i was like what in the fuck is happening here (laughs) i was like oh so they're gonna divide it up and like some of that stuff is for tomorrow or whatever no Everything that was under that tree that day got open. That Christmas Eve, everything that was under there was open. Then we went to bed, and we woke up the next morning, and there was a full fucking tree full of presents (laughs) again. I was like, what the hell is going on here? In 2007, like, you know this. Like, we were together. I did not have very... I had zero money, basically. Yeah. And so, yeah, to just be like wow this is like a whole thing and then like <laughs> when my mom was there for like when my mom came there and we were at um uh, Jaren julie's. julie's house and we're down there and there's just like shit everywhere so it's just like um, i looked at my mom and she, we looked at each other i was like i know this is like what happens around <laughs> here because like because when like rankly i mean you'll see when we're there like 
it's not a it's not a presence thing. Yeah. Like it's a hang out and eat a lot of food and drink and just tell bullshit stories and you know, it's a fellowship holiday more than a gift giving holiday. And that's not to say one's right and one's wrong. It's just that's the way it was because, you know, when I was a little kid, my grandma and grandpa were both um you know, they had health problems and so there wasn't a lot of money. Like they were living off social security and stuff like that and so there wasn't a lot of money floating around. And then we never wanted for like it was like not ever depressing holidays, but it wasn't. Right. You know, it was a, every, we all did a gift exchange, like everyone got like one thing or whatever, and which I think is know. more what they do now. Yeah, but yeah, then but, it was a little bit crazy still. <laughs> <laughs> but still, some of those Christmases as a little kid are some of my fondest memories. Like I totally. don't care about that. Like I get to hang out with my cousins, and like we're all just having a good time, and you know whatever. Especially Andrew. Um, they lived in this house in Albany that had um, a big indoor, like a big garage, an indoor garage. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it had a big garage that we would, yeah. so that we could play. And they had a little basketball hoop set up in there. And so me and Andrew would just be out there for just hours, just oh, shooting cool. hoops and like, and we could dunk on it and like just screwing around and like just, you know. Having a good time. Not that much different than what we do when we get together now. Right. Except now we drink. Now you drink. Exactly. <laughs> Which is really what the holidays are all about. Is <laughs> we should have ranked our top five, uh, our top five Christmas alcohols. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let the people get to their Christmas holidays and Sounds enjoy good. For those of you that celebrate, if there's those of you that listen to this podcast and don't celebrate Christmas, well, you know, I hope that you've enjoyed whatever you do celebrate and you've had a lovely time with your family. Can I add? You can add whatever you want. Two more things. So one. Oh, two? No, I was going to let you add one, but if you're going to do two, that's Two, they're both short. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we found it. I'm bummed that there was only a few seasons and we didn't get to watch more of it. The Christmas that we discovered Kenny versus Spenny oh, was very yes. special as well. That was our first Christmas in Oklahoma, I, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Um, if you've never watched Kenny versus Spenny, you should find them. They're really funny. Um, and then uh, also the South Park Christmas album, which yep. has to make its appearance every year yeah, now. We, we didn't talk about any of our holiday traditions. Yeah. So that's definitely one of our holiday traditions is that we have to listen to the South Park Christmas album. From beginning to end, <laughs> all the way through. That's what we'll do once we get in our rental car and are heading from the airport to my mom's house for Christmas Eve. Correct. We won't be listening to this podcast, which you should be doing while you're doing your holiday traveling. <laughs> Besides the fact, if you have kids in your car, chances are they have their headphones on and they're watching YouTube or playing a game. So you can play this podcast. I don't think I've cursed that many times. Like seven, maybe. It's not, I mean, it's not anything they haven't heard. Exactly. So... Uh, but we will be listening to the South Park Christmas album. One of the things that's a tradition for me, and uh, it's it's something that I I continue to do because it reminded me of my mom when I didn't get to spend holidays with her, is listening to the Alabama Christmas album, which is a, a really good. In fact, I'm probably going to listen to that later because I need to. I'm ready for. I'm ready to be in the holiday spirit. Yeah, I'm it's ready, hard in Houston. Ready to let the spirit flow through me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let some spirits flow through me here in a little while because it's uh, it's Sunday Church Day. I know. As I'm we excited. record this, and we're getting fired up for that. As we wrap things up here, um, definitely be on the lookout. Uh, we are on vacation, but that doesn't mean that the Jog Pod content stops for you, wonderful people. After the Christmas episode, there's the 2018 wrap up. Fun stuff I liked and my friends liked for 2018 super spectacular amazingness thing. <laughs> I can see you the really thing, honed in on that thing, name. I, I really put together a strong <laughs> message. And, really brand, uh, yeah. some very strong branding to that. Yeah, I need to, maybe I need to sit down with Brad and work on my, uh, <laughs> my imaging for my, uh, for my brand. <laughs> but in all seriousness... Uh, we wish you and your family a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, I hope that uh, you're with family and enjoying yourself and having a great time. Thank you. Do you have anything that you want to say to the people as they go off on their Christmasness? In the spirit of South Park Christmas, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening to this special 
holiday edition of Just Another Why Guys podcast. Enjoy it out there. Stay safe. When you have a drink, make sure you have one for me. I'll have one for you. I'm Dustin Jones. This is Just Another Why Guys podcast, Christmas edition. Always protect the Bible. Christmas If only In my